Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Federal judge from Lackawanna County is in fair condition in the hospital tonight after being rescued from the woods. Judge Edwin Kosick was missing for almost two days when two teenagers spotted his car in the woods in Dunmore. We're very thankful to these two young men that, that uh, uh, saw this vehicle happen to be in this area, fortunately, felt of their... Uh, you know, efforts. That's why we stand here today with a, with a positive story. Hello, friends. Today, I'm going to bring you a video about some Pennsylvania teens that found a car lost deep in the forest and then were shocked when they found out who it belonged to. 15-year-old Alec Yanisco and his 18-year-old friend Joe Delvecchio decided to have some fun and take their ATVs out for a ride together. This was something they did a lot, take out their quads into the now very familiar terrain and back trails near their homes in Lackawanna County, Pennsylvania. It started out as just a regular normal evening for the pair, and off they went to hang out and ride. They were planning to just have a good time doing one of their favorite things and, and had no idea that their lives were about to change forever as fate decided to cross their paths that night with a seemingly random discovery on one of the roads they were riding on. As the boys entered the woods, though, they noticed something different off in the distance. Something they knew didn't belong or fit in the landscape as they had been there many times both walking and riding their quads. They decided to approach the object out of sheer curiosity and realized that they had found an abandoned car. Now, the teens somehow intuitively knew that this was more than just a random abandoned vehicle in the middle of the woods. The sight just didn't sit well with them. They couldn't ignore the instinct of something being very wrong with the situation. One of the things that struck the two teens as odd right away was that the vehicle was stranded about a quarter of a mile off the main road. They didn't understand how an entire car could just be placed, as that's what it looked like to them, right there in the middle of the woods, so far away from the not-so-near roadway. As they investigated further, the boys also noticed that the car wasn't just abandoned, but it was stuck. It seemed as though someone had somehow made a wrong turn or something and ended up driving their vehicle into these woods by accident, like they got stuck there and couldn't get out. However, they saw no one around. There had to be a driver, they thought, how else could the car have gotten here? They had not been able to shake the mutual feelings that this was somehow a very important discovery. They just hadn't been able to put together how or why it was so important, not yet anyway. 
As darkness fell and the night closed in on them, even though they were in the middle of the woods and it was now fully nighttime, the boys decided to go with their instincts and stay there to further investigate what in the world was going on. Something inexplicable was urging them to continue searching for answers. The car had all of its windows smashed and seemed to be stuck on a large log. They knew as well that there had to be a driver somewhere. Someone had to have driven the car here and gotten stuck, possibly even injured, judging by the looks of the broken down and smashed up vehicle. If there was a driver and the boys were instinctually sure there was one, then why would they leave their car? Why not wait for help or get out and use a cell phone to call for some kind of assistance? At this point, the boys were starting to become very nervous and maybe even a little scared. Not for themselves, mind you, but for whomever had driven this car out here. Once again, the vehicle's condition caused them great concern. They couldn't turn around and leave now. Something in their guts were forcing them to continue looking into this strange abandoned car. The boys searched around and near the vehicle. They looked in the nearby woods and underneath the car for clues even. They were trying to find something, anything, that would tell them what had happened here. They were very concerned that someone was possibly injured and roaming the woods. They just couldn't stop thinking of the driver, whoever he or she was. After finding nothing in the area outside the car, they decided to open the unlocked doors and continue examining the vehicle, but now the inside of it. Normally, if they came across someone else's vehicle, they wouldn't dare open it up and start poking through it. But this time, they somehow knew this was a special case. They even felt a need or an urge to do so. They looked under the seats and checked in the trunk. They even looked in the glove compartment and the inner console. They looked inside the doors. Anywhere they could think of where they could possibly find the identity of the driver of the car. While they didn't find a license or anything officially stating who the car may have belonged to, they did find something with a name on it. It was a Sam's Club card bearing the name Edwin Kosick. Now they had a name, but didn't know what to do with it. After all, how could they even be sure this was an accident or that even a person was in the car at the time it got stuck and the windows got smashed up? Remember, they were two teenagers out for a night of fun riding their ATVs, and they definitely weren't used to experiencing such strong instinctual urges as they had been since finding the car. There's something going on here, and luckily they allowed themselves to be led by their intuition. They decided to use social media to possibly make the situation become more clear so they could know what their next move would be. They were about to finally get some answers. The boys were about to understand just how important this seemingly random discovery was. They entered the name Edwin Cossack in a Facebook search and were shocked at what they found. To their surprise, there was a ton of information linked to this name. The boys found that Edwin Cossack was a 92-year-old man and also a very well-respected federal judge. It didn't end there, though. Edwin Cossack had also been missing for the past two days and a large search effort and even a federal investigation had been launched. This was enough for both Alec and Joe to know that they needed to tell someone else about their discovery, an adult who would know what to do better than they did. Were they going to be a part of a federal investigation now? To what extent? Would they be in some kind of trouble for snooping through a federal judge and missing man's car? 
Now they were scared for other reasons, and because of this fear, they rushed home to tell their parents. Of course, their parents immediately understood the importance and gravity of the situation and reached out to the federal authorities without delay. The police showed up right away, and the boys were happy to help and lead the way to Edwin Kozik's car. However, just like the boys had done a few hours before, law enforcement searched in and around the abandoned and broken-down vehicle for any sign of Edwin Kozik, but to no avail. The situation had now become a dire emergency. Where was the missing 92-year-old? Was he injured and unable to call for help? Had he gotten a head injury and left the vehicle dazed and confused and somehow wandered into the nearby woods and gotten even further lost? These were questions the authorities knew needed immediate answers. A large search party was organized and the boys were surprised at how quickly all this was happening. The situation seemed to have escalated very fast. The police included canine searches and special teams to go out and search for any scrap of information that could lead to the whereabouts of the missing judge. I was a little scared, Alec Inesco told the Times Tribune back in April of 2017 when all this was going on. Alec also admitted, I didn't think they'd find him alive. The locals became concerned when all the missing posters and online message boards concerning the case were popping up all over the place. It was all around the town, and everywhere they looked, they saw reminders that Edwin Kosick was in fact missing and possibly in desperate need of medical attention perhaps lost somewhere alone in the woods. I'm shocked. I'm very upset because he's a great man and we don't want anything happening to him, said Georgia Fish of Madison Township. Even the people who never knew Edwin were worried because they'd never experienced a situation like this. Someone was actually missing in their little town. They were stressed and concerned about the whole thing, Georgia Fish was one of those people who knew Edwin, and she even drove around town on her own in hopes to help the investigators and find any clues. I've gone up the mountain, Aston Mountain, checking the back roads and stuff, just seen if he made a wrong turn somewhere and got lost, she added. Because the situation was so dire, and also because Edwin Kosick served as a federal judge for 30 years in the city of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the FBI got involved right at the beginning of the investigation. According to who was only described in the media as a trusted source, Judge Kosick disappeared from his home near Scranton at around 1.30 in the morning. It came to be known, too, that he was taking prescribed medication to aid in memory loss and may have been in the beginning stages of dementia. One of the only clues in the search for Edwin was some surveillance footage, which showed him clearly headed toward a Bill's local ShopRite grocery store in nearby Covington Township. The U.S. Marshals also received a potential clue in the case when information came in that a man looking to be in his 90s might have been seen on the Pennsylvania Turnpike heading toward New Jersey. Needless to say, the legal community in Scranton and the people who worked with Judge Kosick were shocked and saddened over the situation. He was a well-respected man, not just all around the community and in his own family, but to his peers and colleagues as well. Chris Powell, the attorney who argued in front of Judge Kosick for decades, said, We want to know what happened to him. And everybody has their opinion, as lawyers, among themselves. I was just over in court this morning, and it's on everybody's mind. After speaking to Judge Kosick's family, United States Marshal Martin Payne said that the police come to some new information that might have affected Kosick's disappearance, but they still couldn't rule out criminal activity as one of the potential circumstances. 
The search continued after police sent a helicopter to fly over the Covington Township area in hopes to find new clues. The locals were asked to report any strange sightings or activity to 911. The investigators also asked people in the town to contact the police if they had seen the judge or his car prior to his disappearance. Judge Kosick's son, Michael Kosick, spoke out and admitted his main concern was his father's deteriorating memory, and he was convinced this had something to do with his disappearance. He assumed his father had wandered off alone and had forgotten where he was and how to get back home. There were also some concerns about the weather conditions on the day Judge Kosick left in his vehicle and since he had been missing. The authorities realized how desperate the situation was now becoming with each second that passed and no new clues or information as to where Edwin was or what could have happened to him. They knew they had to do something and fast. They used all media channels to inform the public about the judge's disappearance and again asked for any new information to be reported. Kosick's face was all over the television, but even this did not provide any comfort to Edwin's son. He admitted as well that he wasn't sure whether this would lead to any new clues. However, as luck would have it, the Kosick family's nightmare would soon be over. Thanks to police canine, who managed to pick up the judge's scent and led the authorities right to him. Surprisingly, Judge Kosick was located where he had been only 100 yards away from the car the entire time two teenagers who had originally found the car were shocked. They couldn't believe that if they had just searched a little bit further, they would have found the judge themselves. There was a wave of relief over the entire community that he had been found alive. Despite his harrowing ordeal and reported trouble with memory loss leading up to the time of his disappearance, Judge Kosick seemed to be in good spirits. He was coherently communicating, even noticing and commenting on a new haircut one of the marshals had gotten since the last time he had seen him in court. Though the air was much lighter now that he was found, people were eager to know what had happened to him. What had he been doing to have crashed his car where he did? And if he was so coherent and even joking around when he was found, then why had he decided to lay around on the ground in the woods for days instead of just getting up and walking out to the road, or at least back to his car where he could have possibly honked his horn to alert someone of his situation and get help much faster? During a news interview after the discovery of the judge, one of the officers who was there when he was found stated, I don't know exactly how long he was in this state for, but it's very possible that he was there the whole time, police officer added. At the time he was found, Kosick was wearing the same jeans and the same winter jacket that he had had on two days earlier when he was last seen. This indicated that he had indeed spent two days helplessly lying on the ground in the cold. The judge was brought to a nearby hospital to be thoroughly checked out as the EMTs and rescue personnel who found him were unsure if he had any internal injuries. But, aside from a few scratches and bruises, he had no external injuries. The hospital staff reported that Judge Kosick was in fair condition and would make a full recovery. Though his family and the community were overjoyed with this news, they were still eager to know exactly what had happened to him and why it ended up where he did and seemingly didn't even try to get help for himself. Judge Edwin Kozik's official status as judge was labeled inactive earlier in the year when he had started taking the medication for memory loss. There were no additional clues found to help with uncovering what exactly had happened to him and how he had ended up there. None of these questions were being answered as the judge couldn't shed any light on the situation himself because of the aforementioned memory loss. He just simply couldn't remember anything about what had happened or how he ended up in the woods. 
U.S. Marshal Martin Payne publicly recognized Andy Yasinko and Joe Del Vecchio as heroes. Without them, it was stated, who knows how long the judge would have been left there lying on the ground in the woods. Who knows then what the outcome would have been. The boys are indeed heroes. After things had settled down, the police came to the most logical conclusion they could as to what had happened that night when Edwin Cossack set out in the middle of the night in his car. It's most likely he had some kind of incident with his memory loss where he forgot what he was doing and even where he was going during the course of the driving to his destination. The authorities said it was even possible he was suffering from memory loss when he got into the vehicle that night and was therefore doomed from the start of his journey. After all, where was he planning to go at 1.30 in the morning? It wasn't usual for him to be out that time of night at all, and his family knew of no plans he had to go anywhere. Judge, of course, he can't remember a thing. The police presumed he had somehow ended up taking a wrong turn and crashing his car into the log in the woods where the boys had first found it. This probably caused him to become even immediately more disoriented, and he ended up walking unintentionally even deeper into the woods and further away from help, and then simply chose just to lay down. Not knowing what was going on or where he was or how he got there, it must have been so frightening for the old man that he just laid there, unable to move for fear of what he might encounter. He most likely didn't even know who he was at that point. Now that's a horrible thought. To be alone in the woods, especially in the dark, and not understanding what's happening to you or having any knowledge at all of where to go or what to do or even who you are. We're very thankful to these two young men that saw this vehicle, which happened to be in this area, fortunately. Just Marshal Martin Payne said during the interview for Fox News in April 2017. After all, the two boys were responsible for the positive outcome of the entire situation. During the broadcast, Joe Del Vecchio responded with, We're glad he's okay. Glad that we could help out. He also added that he would like to become a police officer one day. Despite being labeled as heroes, the two teenagers insist they just happened to be in the right place at the right time. Their intuition and instincts had immediately kicked in, and they were responsible for saving a man's life by following those gut instincts. As unintentional as it may have been, it's very lucky the two decided to trust their gut instincts and push forward in finding some kind of information to get to the bottom of what was going on with this strange and seemingly random broken-down car. Who knows what would have happened had they decided it wasn't worth exploring, or if they had decided to just go home when it got dark instead of remaining to search for clues. The two young men visited the judge while he was in the hospital recovering from this ordeal, and though they didn't know anything about him prior to their discovery, they decided to meet up with him after he recovered and get to know him. Both Edwin Kozik and his son were extremely thankful to the boys for what they had accomplished. Edwin's son Michael said, I don't know how I can ever repay them for helping to bring my father back to me. If it wasn't for the boys and their dedication to finding answers, the community would have lost an honorable judge and Michael Kosick would have lost his father. Joe Delvecchio and Alec Yensenko were honored in Lackawanna County for helping find the missing federal judge. They received a proclamation from county commissioners at Dunmore High School in a ceremony that was held in front of their parents, friends, and schoolmates. Judge Kosick was making a fast recovery and was even able to attend the proclamation ceremony at the high school. He proudly watched the boys receive the credit they deserved for saving his life. He even added, 
It was an honor to watch them receive their award. I'm sitting here today because of them. Well, there you have it, folks. What do you think of this incredible story of survival, of luck, of instinct? Interesting indeed. I look forward to your comments on this story, but please keep it friendly and respectful. In the meantime, be good to yourselves and each other. I'll see you a little farther on down the trail. I'm Steve Stockton, and I'll talk to you next time.